Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. Well, it has been a very busy fall already, hasn't it? It has. We have so many things we've been, we've been so busy running around like crazy, but it's a good stuff. It's all good stuff. It's a good problem to have. So we thought we'd just kind of catch everybody up on what's been happening, some of the great uh, things we've been so honored to be included in, and then just kind of a couple of news items that were kind of noteworthy to us. So sit back and relax and enjoy this grab bag of writing stuff. Grab bag. Yeah. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Yeah. Well, I guess we're now on Spotify. Thank yeah. you, Tom. Spotify has podcasts, and we're over there, and people are listening to us there now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And we're on another one too, right? Hmm? Um, oh, no. Well, actually, um, I've started posting the podcast to Reddit. Uh, ah, I don't know if you guys use Reddit. It's kind of a geeky place, but um, there's a lot of people on there. And in fact, their screenwriting, they call it a subreddit, which is kind of like a subcategory has like 277,000 members. And since we posted, uh, you know, that we were uh, a podcast that people there could listen to, we've had a huge spike in, uh, in downloads on the uh, podcast. So welcome to all our new listeners that found us through Reddit. Thank you, guys. I like Reddit. I find it actually really useful. So I'm really old, so I feel really like out of place there. So oh no, I, I, I it's I'm a, kind of a nerd, but even there, I I feel like I'm not the nerdiest. So I'm still learning it, learning their kind of protocol. I I, I don't want to offend or you know newbie mistake things, <laughs> so they kick me off. But it it's going well. Good. Good, good. So uh, recently, we went to the Kapow Festival that was in North Hollywood. The Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. Ah, yes. Yes, Yes, at the Lemley uh, Theater up in NoHo. Uh, They put on a great festival. David was the the festival director there. He was super. If you guys like genre sci-fi and you know, horror and thrillers and, you know, kind of weird offbeat stuff. It's a fantastic festival. I think this is their fourth year, third or fourth year. Third or fourth. I mean, and honestly, for being so like, quote unquote, young compared to other festivals, they did a really wonderful job. I was yeah. really impressed at how well it was run and just, you know, the Lemley's a really nice theater and it was just, all of it was very professional. I really enjoyed They had enjoyed some it. great sponsors, um, including, and this is great because the evening of the awards ceremony, guy shows up with a, a wolf, like an actual big honkin' furry animal wolf, uh, because one of the sponsors was this organization that puts um, rescued wolves together with um, recovering uh, veterans uh, and it kind of helps them save each other. It's really kind of a touching story. Um, we'll put the link to, to that in the show notes because it's really worth checking out. Were you able to pet the wolf or no? You could you pet, yes, you could pet the wolf. It was it was a very uh, domesticated wolf, but it was beautiful. And it was just this, they had a wolf in the theater where we did the awards. So that was really cool. Uh, but they had, you know, they had tons of other, uh, you know, sponsors. I can't even remember. Them. I know Final Draft and LA Grip um, was one of the sponsors. They're over in Burbank. Uh, they actually sponsored the award that Reclamation won, which was the City of Angels Award uh, for um, something like, you know, 
representing production in LA, the best you know LA produced film kind of thing. And uh, it actually came with a $500 credit towards renting grip equipment. So now we have to go make something. Oh, the pressure. The pressure, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go over there uh, soon and check out what they've got. But uh, thanks to AJ over there and everyone at LA Grip for uh, sponsoring that award. So it was a fantastic festival. And yeah. uh, it was like a whole week of, of sci-fi and horror films. And I hope next year, uh, you guys will remember this, we'll probably... Uh, promote them next year because we loved them so much uh, to go check it out because I think it could really be one of the premier genre film festivals in LA. Yeah, it was really cool. I wish I could have made it to the the closing ceremony because that looked really nice the way it was well, done. Well, you got interviewed. We got we and Allison and I got interviewed uh, for Reclamation and for Synesthesia. So that's going to be online actually. So we'll have to put find find that and put the link online so you can. We had, oh, remember, that's right. It was, um, uh, I have her card actually right in front of me. Uh, what's good Kimberly mm-hmm. on YouTube is uh, the lady that, um, well, the program that interviewed us and obviously Kimberly <laughs> would be the name of the lady that interviewed us. And she was really cool. Yeah. So definitely check out her um, YouTube and Instagram and all that. It's what's good Kimberly. So yeah, it was just, yeah, fun festival. Um, and then we did another festival cause you were in the NHMC, the national Hispanic media Coalition? Coalition. Well, it's not a really a festival. So that was actually diversity showcase. Ah. So for those of you who aren't familiar, a lot of the big media, what's the word now? Conglomerates or whatever, but like CBS, NBC, ABC, they put on diversity showcases, usually towards the end of the year. They usually look for their actors around the summertime writers. They'll look for them around the spring summertime. And then they rehearse with them and, and stuff like that for a couple months with the, intention of putting on a showcase in the fall for industry personnel, right? The buyers. So executives are there. Uh, we had actually um, an actress from, I want to say Jane the Virgin, I believe was there because she, she liked one of the sketches and she retweeted about one of the sketches. So that was really cool. So there's a lot of heavy hitters at these things. And I've submitted for them both as an actor and this year now as a writer as well. And I've never made it. I've made it to callback, but I've never actually been in the showcase. And so this one, uh, National Hispanic Media Coalition, I was so impressed because not only, okay, so my sketch made it in, so I made made it in as a writer, but they are the only diversity showcase that I know of that put on two. Most of them only put on one. And they had such a demand for the the showcase that they did too, about 500 people, I think, came through the doors. Yeah, it was at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood. Yeah. Great venue. Beautiful, beautiful theater. They did a great job. Yeah. And they had tacos afterwards. Oh, those tacos were so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. You know, and I got to meet the the director. Who was the director? Marissa Herrera. Marissa Herrera was the director. And you had a great group of uh, actors in your, in your thing. They did fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, really showcased your work, you know, kind of live. It's something screenwriters don't usually get is a live performance of your, of your, uh, your work. And it really, it's interesting. Cause if you look at the script I used, it reads like a film script, but they do have parameters such as two people or maybe three. It has to be within a certain, you know, like five pages or less, not a lot of props, not a lot of setting. So you can't, 
you can't have them at the grocery store and then on outer space. And then, you know, you, they want it to be contained. So there are, did you write it, did you write it for the contest or had you had the idea already or wrote it already and, and then just some, you know, tweaked it and submitted it? You know, what's really interesting about this particular piece. So this one was a happy divorce anniversary and it's about a couple that they're meeting up. They've been separated for a while and they're meeting up on the one year divorce anniversary to actually finalize the divorce. And they're doing a lot of, you know, witty barbs at each other and stuff. And they're kind of realizing that it adds spice to their life to have each other to, to sort of spar with, but they go ahead with it anyway. And I loved Marissa's direction because she found so many nuances in the script that I had not put in that the characters, uh, Chris and Lariani, just brought out. It was, it was so beautiful. But I wrote the piece several years ago, and I believe I actually submitted it on a round of diversity showcase submissions, and it didn't make it anywhere. And then this particular piece, somehow this year it landed, and HMC picked it up, and it also made it pretty far for the ABC diversity showcase. So I did not end up getting in that one, but they had contacted me to say, pending revisions, we're considering you. So yeah, so I don't know if comedy just suddenly made a new comeback or something, but for some reason this time around, the judges, it resonated with them. Well, it's interesting because I think your your short in particular was one of the, I think the only ones that really didn't have a a diversity, you know, theme. focus, like the yeah. theme, the, the people in it, you know, could have been anybody, but it was written by you, who's a diverse writer. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. I didn't. Um, so the other sketches, which I loved all the sketches, by the way, but a lot of them, like one was set in Puerto Rico or like, you know, one had to do with um, the Lucha Libre one was fun. Yes. Thank you. I was like, what's the what's the word again? But yes. So very uh, specific to culture or specific to place. And mine was very generic, but I wanted it that way because I thought, yeah, anybody can be pretty much anything. You know, it can be too. Latino people, it can be two Asian people, it can be, you know, a mixed couple, it can be whatever, you know, it really doesn't matter. One of the pieces had uh, a young Asian boy in it. And the parents, I, I it's like they, they didn't worry about the race when they cast it. So the father and son, it just, it was just interesting how they cast that. Really? He's Latino. Was he? Oh, yeah. he's cute. Very cute kid. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Really? Asian? I mean, I, I, guess he could I don't see Asian. race. Obviously, I don't recognize <laughs> it either. Apparently, you don't um, see race. <laughs> uh, he was cute, though. Well, and as an, did attendee, a great job. as an attendee, how did you, did you find it useful? And also as a writer, what did you think? Yeah, it was very um, interesting. Just in general, it was very entertaining. Everyone did a great job. The, the stories were unique and very compelling. As a writer, um, it just... Uh, it showed me, you know, kind of what we did with Reclamation, that you just have good stories to tell, um, you know, it, it, if you can use actors and characters of all, you know, races and, you know, genders and and whatever, and you can still put together a great piece. Yeah. But there's talent out there and across a very wide spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad you came. Thank you <laughs> for coming. Glad to meet you. So. And free tacos. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to right. National Hispanic Media Coalition for putting on such an amazing event. It was just, wow. Yes, I was so happy. So some news pieces that we've seen recently that we thought were interesting as well. Yeah, well, we've talked about um, uh, the uh, streaming stuff. You know, we talk, I think just a couple of weeks ago, we put out our about movie subscription services and streaming services. And then we did session four 
way back at the beginning over a year ago, we did a, a session on streaming services and how that affects writers. Well, uh, The Hollywood Reporter just had an article this week on um, ranking, just I think the next last day or so, ranking streaming services. They went through um, you know, all the streaming services that are out and the ones that we know are coming and kind of did a breakdown of what are their strengths and weaknesses and you know, how is it going to affect the market. So that was really interesting and uh, you know, topical. And yes, so now we're back in the fall and they're redoing the Connors instead of Roseanne because Roseanne's out. And so there was an interesting article as well about how people would rather watch a revival, which is including the original cast and kind of picking picking up where they left off versus a reboot such as Magnum P.I. or Party of Five or Charmed, where they're just reimagining it. Right. Yeah, it was like twice as many people would watch a revival versus a reboot. Which I think makes sense because I think people really like what's familiar. I mean, you associate those characters with certain actors and you just don't want to imagine anybody else in that role. Right. And it's sometimes, though, um, you think about Magna P.I. was so long ago. Tom Selleck's not going to come back and do that, you know. <laughs> so they have if they want to use that concept, they have to bring it you know, back and start over and recast it, you know, otherwise they won't have anywhere to go with it. Yeah. And yeah. times have changed and such. Um, of course, I don't think, I, I haven't looked at the ratings, but I think I thought I heard it, you know, it was kind of lukewarm reception on Magnum PI. I haven't, I haven't checked out Charmed, but you know, it's just interesting that there's a lot of that happens in the, in the, in the uh, industry and, if you're really interested in the subject, the, I think the Hollywood Reporter did the, 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 they did like a whole survey, a very long, like dozens and dozens of pages where they had all these questions. And if you want to check it out, we'll put the link in the show notes. But they, they literally went through and like asked everybody what shows would they like to see or what shows would they watch or not watch and with or, whether it was a revival or a reboot and how that differed from people. Mm-hmm. And I think the, uh, the other interesting piece, which has kind of been floating around for the last couple of months, is about how agents are becoming producers and that would affect us all as writers. Yeah. Because the person who's supposed to be watching your back and getting you, I guess the best deal you can get could also be working for the production company that's making your show or movie who wants to keep costs under control. So they're trying to keep all those things lower. So I feel like it's like an obvious uh, conflict there. Well, it's kind of like they're they're double or triple dipping. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. They're going to take their the 10% off, you know, when they sh- sell your your project, and then they're going to take another percentage to produce your product. I mean, yeah. I just it just it really feels like a conflict of interest in all ways because it's all coming from the same well. Like a little monopoly. It's not exactly a brand new thing because uh, I was reading the article that came out about this and they were talking about packaging in general, where mm-hmm. like the large agencies only want to put people they represent and use directors and and uh, and talent in their pool into projects by their writers, you know. So they're kind of like, you know, it's a walled kind of you know kingdom that they're kind of creating. Mm-hmm. So it kind of limits you. So you you may have a be a writer with an agency, and you may think you want to cast, you know some star in your film, but they're represented by a different agency. Well, they're not even going to consider that if they don't have to. Do you, do you think that's going to affect the quality of what's created then? Because if you could get a better actor from a different talent agency, but they only want their people, 
I don't know. Um, you know, we talk about how, you know, there are certain actors who get big roles, but it's because of their name that they get the role versus their talent. So maybe it would actually be better because if you can't, you know, go out for the bigger talent, maybe you have to find a really good actor within your talent pool and give somebody else a chance. Yeah. So what do you guys think of all these random little news bits? Let us know at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.